From the Office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX, a podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents. We're your hosts, Jasmine and Max. In this episode, we're talking about the external review of Austin water quality events, which was released in January of 2023. Joining us today are three special guests, and we'd like to allow a brief moment for them to introduce themselves. Let's start with the director of Austin Water, Shay Rawls-Rolson. Welcome, Shay. Thank you for having me. Next, we have Dr. Katz from UT Austin. Welcome to Auto ATX, Dr. Katz. Thanks. This is a great opportunity and uh, looking forward to the discussion. Then we have the city auditor, Corey Stokes. Glad to have you with us again, Corey. I'll just say I'm really glad we're doing this and special thanks to Shay and Dr. Katz for being available to do this with us. It's fun. Thank you. All right. And to start us off here, Shay, uh, could you go over uh, who is responsible for keeping Austin's drinking water clean and safe? Well, this is Austin Water's mission, providing safe, reliable, high quality, sustainable and affordable water services so that all our community needs for water are met. Water is essential to life on earth and access to clean, safe drinking water is the foundation of public health. Austin Water takes this responsibility very seriously. Community also has a responsibility from state and local government regulations that protect our drinking water source to customers maintaining their private plumbing to prevent backflows and sewer spills. We all have a part to play. So can we go a little bit into why this review of Austin Water was conducted? I can um, weigh in on that. So our office, the Office of the City Auditor, was asked by City Council. So in April 2022, they passed a resolution asking that our office find an outside party to come in and do a review of Austin water quality, specifically focused on several events that had happened, uh, including a boil water notice that raised the council's concern about water quality. And so they asked that we find an outside party and manage the work. So what questions does this report seek to answer, and can you give us an overview of the report findings? So we looked at three major questions. The first was, how does water quality produced by the watershed impact the raw raw water quality entering the plant and create risk to water treatment? From an engineering perspective, our second question was, are the processes capable of handling this range of water quality? From a staffing and organizational perspective, our third question asked, is Austin Water positioned to operate the plant over the range of water quality conditions observed during normal operations and extreme events? The findings, the major findings that we had for each of those questions, I can summarize succinctly, which is that the lower Colorado River water, which is where all of the treatment plants in Austin get their water, is very consistent with respect to most water quality parameters, but is subject to spikes in turbidity. But even so, Ulrich Water provides consistent water quality that meets TCEQ regulations and national standards, except under extraordinary circumstances. With respect to our second question, the infrastructure at the Ulrich Water Treatment Plant and the other water treatment plants is appropriate to treat raw water from Lake Austin and is capable of doing that under the regulatory regulations that are required. With respect to the third question about staffing and organizational, 
Review revealed disconnect between some of the upper management's efforts to make improvements across Austin Water and the staff engagement to make sure that these improvements are realized. So we found that the most pressing resiliency gap is that the organization lacks the staffing capacity to handle the extraordinary impending immediate and ongoing events. And uh, following up on that, Lynn, would you be able, be able to define what turbidity means? Sure. If I put some part of, if I look at water, it looks very clear and I can see through it and I don't see light scattering from it. When I put particles in that water, whether they be bacteria, algae, clay, when you shine light on it, you're going to see the light scatter. So turbidity refers to the scattering of light. So turbidity itself does not necessarily, is not a contaminant like bacteria, but because turbidity includes bacteria, we use turbidity as a way to monitor the water quality coming out of filters and out of the treatment plant. So in, in order to ensure that water is acceptable for customers to drink, they have to meet the requirements for turbidity. Wonderful. Thank you for breaking that down for us. And back at you, what are the main differences between normal operations and operations during extreme events from the perspective of a water utility? So if we look at Austin water and we look at something like turbidity as an example, the turbidity ranges between an incoming value, you know, within a narrow range and these units may not, or these numbers may not mean much, but you know, they're between a certain amount of uh, six and 20 turbidity units more than 90% of the time. When we deviate from that, this typically occurs when major events occur, such as flooding or water mains break and there's a large demand on the water, or when other operations are having issues and they're very unexpected circumstances. So the normal operations are what is when the water quality is coming in under conditions that are expected 90% of the time, I would say. And Shay may want to comment on that as well. I think one of the things that is important to point out about the report is that the water quality issues that Lynn and her team were reviewing all had different conditions, different sources of the problem. And that is something that every event we've experienced, we've seen rapidly changing, unpredictable conditions. And every event is different, technical or logistical challenges um, that really require the, the highest degree of problem solving and coordination that we can bring to bear. So what we do during emergency conditions is activate our incident management team. And that team becomes laser focused on problem solving in 12-hour shifts around the clock. For example, during the recent power outages in Winter Storm Mara, our electricians would restore power to a pump station only to have that same station trip out of service a few hours later. So we really had to marshal crews from across operations as well as logistics and procurements support to work the problem and restore power across our system. In addition to the dynamic and rapidly changing conditions, that means that we really need uh, more real-time visibility into system performance. So in normal operations, we get reports at regular intervals, and that might be every two days, or it might be every 12 hours. But in an emergency, we need those reports uh, much more frequently. And so we 
have built dashboards that operate 24-7 to pull in that data. And when we're in emergency, we're continuously monitoring those dashboards and our systems around the clock. And we find that our communications with the public are also different in normal versus emergency situations. So as an industry, water utilities have really stayed behind the scenes. So during normal operations, the public turns on their faucet or flushes their toilet and doesn't stop to think, I wonder what's happening at Austin Water today. But in an emergency, and really in the lead up to a potential weather event, uh, we've learned that the public needs to hear from us. They want to know what's happening at Austin Water, and we need to give them information so they can plan for their family and their neighbors. We've incorporated personal emergency preparedness into our community engagement plans throughout the year, and we've developed easy-to-follow YouTube videos that helps our customers know what to do when the situation warrants, and we're continuously updating and refining our messaging to help our customers really understand what's going on in Austin Water and what their role is to help the overall resiliency and then recovery of the community during emergency events. Thank you, Shay. We really appreciate that insights. And I wanted to open this up and could the three of you tell us more about the key recommendations produced by this audit? Sure. First of all, I should say that there were over 50 recommendations, so I don't think we're going to discuss them all today. So let me just hit some of the key items and capture some of the main points here. We made recommendations with respect to water quality variability, and this focused a lot on the October 2018 storm, where we saw that very high turbidity, that scattering of light, but it also included reduced values for a couple of other parameters that could affect the operations. And so we recommended looking into this in the future to determine whether this type of change would be expected in the water quality in the lower Colorado River. We also looked at, you know, what the design capacity of the Ulrich water treatment plant was. And since normal operations now are typically much lower than that design capacity, we recommended testing at design flows. We recommended that Public communication effectiveness be increased, just as Shay talked about in the previous comment, and you see that's happening. And then one of the things that has been a problem that I mentioned earlier was staffing. And with the reduced staffing, there's been some deferred maintenance and other considerations that, you know, in terms of keeping up with tracking what needs to be updated, what processes need to be looked at, and and even this resiliency testing. This is an area where we felt like there were a number of recommendations to look at these issues. And then finally, the biggest recommendations that we made, I would say, pertain to our, you know, organizational structure effectiveness and emergency management operations. And we made a number of recommendations with respect to increasing the staffing, more training, more training within emergency, you know, for emergency situations, change in some of the structure to have, for example, a single person in charge of the Ulrich water treatment plant and other recommendations such as that. So overall, Austin Water agrees with the majority of the recommendations and we are actively working to implement them. We have bracketed those recommendations into several themes for our implementation and those are hiring and compensation, organizational structure, operations and staff training, culture and internal communications, and emergency management. So we have developed our implementation plan in each of those areas and we'll be reporting out on that quarterly 
at the Austin Water Oversight Committee meetings, which are run by the members of the city council. And I think this review was really helpful to get a fresh perspective on our organizational structure. We agreed with many of the recommendations in that area, including dedicating the current division manager over all the water plants solely to Ulrich Water Treatment Plant. We've implemented that one already. We also were already working on bringing full-time trainers into the plants, and those trainers are now fully launched. There were a few that we didn't fully agree with, but we will still give some thought to how we can accomplish the intent of the review. And as the the new director, I also bring a fresh perspective on the organization. And I've already begun looking at how we're organized and where we have opportunities to be structured differently and better. One of the industry standard tools that we'll be using is the Partnership for Safe Water Self-Assessment for Water Treatment Plant Operations. And I I just want to say too, that my, my number one priority as director is staffing. We are actively working on new strategies for recruiting, retention, and compensation. uh, And that will be a primary area of focus for me in the coming months. Okay. So going back to some of the points you made, Dr. Katz, many of the report's recommendations were related to addressing organizational challenges. Can you tell us more about what these challenges are and how Austin Water is planning on addressing them? Yes, I can. So With respect to the organizational structure, we felt like there needed to be clear lines of supervision and reporting expectations. We wanted to see greater emphasis on documentation, training, and team building. The standard operating procedures, for example, we felt like needed to be much more accessible and current with, you know, what's happening under given situations for operators to be able to access them readily and use them. We believe that issues associated with attrition and retention, which are known to be a problem in water treatment or water utilities nationally, needs to be addressed through partnerships, educational programs, increasing compensation, providing career advancement opportunities, and so forth. Greater engagement of plant staff and asset management, operational procedures and emerging issues that are coming as climate change or other issues appear. So for example, we know cyanotoxins, which is an issue associated with algae that Austin Water is doing a really nice job of looking forward and addressing issues that could be associated with those. And we also felt that Austin Water should report directly to the city management to streamline communications and processes and to make sure that they're connecting with the city in a way that they can address emergency issues rapidly. Thanks for giving that detail. Are there any other major takeaways or conclusions from the report that you think Austin residents should be aware of? I certainly want to say that Austin Water has been providing high quality water to the city of Austin for a very long time, 100 years. And I am very impressed by their ability to meet and exceed the standards, state standards and national standards 99% of the time. And in these instances where there have been concerns or issues that have come about as associated with these events that we've talked about, I also think that Austin Water did an amazing job of responding to the after-action reports. We were very impressed by the amount of the after-action report items that came from each of these events and how the response to them has really led to increased resiliency in the areas that were identified. Thank you for that, Lynn. We are a learning organization, and through our after-action efforts, after these 
each of these events, we've really made ourselves more resilient and robust than we have ever been. And, you know, one of the things that was covered in the report was our power resiliency strategy and the external review did not have any recommended improvements to that strategy. So that's a real credit to the work we've put in over the past several years to improve our ability to respond to power outages. And it was gratifying that the report affirmed our strategy. And even more gratifying was that that strategy was put to the test last week during winter storm Mara and was very effective. So Lynn, if you have any other thoughts about that, I'd love to hear them. I have to tell you, Shay, that I was certainly impressed about a couple of things. One was the quick response and the communication about the boil water notice not happening. And I had heard the rumors that other people had been spreading around. And I was very impressed by how fast you all communicated to the public that the water was safe and it was going to continue. Thank you. Thank you guys again so much for taking the time to talk to us. This topic is near and dear to many Austinites hearts. And we really appreciate the work everyone did in this space. It was a pleasure talking to you guys today. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate getting to work with this external group as well as with the water utility. And I think this has been really beneficial for all parties and useful information for us as a city to be able to move forward. And as Shay said, to continue learning from the work. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Lynn, and all of your team for your hard work on this. We will take this report and we'll make ourselves better with it. And for listeners looking for more information on this audit, you can read the full report by visiting our website and selecting Issued Audit Reports. To stay up to date with Austin Waters' efforts in addressing the recommendations for this audit, follow our offices on social media or check out the meeting schedule for the Austin Water Oversight Committee by visiting Austin Waters' website. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov auditor. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor. And subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye-bye.